When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All for play for still. I think so. Do you want to bet against us? Hi, everyone. Welcome to For the Love of Palmer Grab Podcast, a live edition for the day that's in it. And as things happen and gremlins come into the system just as we were about to go live my light bulb in the office just blew so this could get very very dark very quickly so if you just see me in uh, cloaked in darkness i'm actually after turning on a secondary screen here beside me so that i could get some sort of light shining on me so you could actually see that i'm here um so uh well yeah if anybody uh no, as an electrician, I might need one because I don't think that was just the bulb the way that it sparked. So um, anyway, we, the show must go on. The show must go on. Yeah, I'm not 100% sure. Uh, but uh, if anybody starts to see smoke behind me, um, you know, let us know. Let us know in the in, in the comments or let us know on Twitter. Um, Paddy, you're here as well. Good evening. <laughs> good evening to you. It is a good evening on a good Friday for anybody who celebrates. Um, it is uh, the start of uh, of a weekend uh, for the football. And as we know, usually on Good Friday, there is a lot of uh, uh, football league games. And there were some real rockers today. I think it was uh, there were some good games of football today. But we're here today to talk to you about the big boys league without, you know, disparaging anybody in the lower <laughs> leagues. But uh, we're here to talk to you about Aston Villa versus Fulham. Uh, coming up on Sunday, and we will absolutely get to that. But we've been away for a while, and there's been a bit of news um, since we have been away, uh, especially, I suppose, today. We had some really, really good news with Ezra Kanza signing his new four-year contract. Five-year contract. <laughs> Five-year contract, yeah. Four-and-a-half-year four contract, I suppose, oh. suppose, really, is what it was. But yeah. uh, absolutely great to get, to get someone like that tied down. You know, this is... There's some smart work being done, and it's something the Villa haven't done in a long time. You know, we won't be worrying about about Bosman rulings for quite a while to come, especially with our with our big players. Um, who do you think is next, Paddy? Well, <laughs> he's got the bulk of them tied down now. I think mm. I think might be the last we see until the summer to see who comes in and who goes out, and then. Um, no, if the best, the best of my knowledge, they're all on fairly long-term contracts. The newer players, probably not. The likes of uh, Bertrand Traore and um, Maddie Cash. Well, I think Maddie Cash was on a four-year deal anyway. So, mm. you know, they're 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 all kind of locked in there. I suppose El Ghazi and Trezeguet, uh, Neil Taylor, Elmo, they be the guys who were looking over their shoulder. I'd say and see what's going to happen in the summer. 
Yeah, I suppose realistically looking at what we have in the first first eleven, just trying to rack my brains, it's probably only just sort out what the story is with Douglas Louise at the moment, because obviously if Man City are going to going to exercise his buyback, you know, we probably want to be fine. We probably will be finding out, should I say, within the next couple of weeks. I'm open to correction and I'm sure that I'm probably wrong on this, but I think it expires on the 30th of June. The 6th of June it expires. Is it the 6th of June it expires? I wasn't yeah. sure. I thought it was the 30th of June. So, yeah, well, look, that's what? That's only eight, that's eight, ten weeks' time. So we're going to find that out pretty sharpish. And, you know, if they don't, we still have him under contract for a few more years. And I would mm. imagine that Villa are probably waiting on, to see what the crack is before they sign him up to, to the long deal. Would you say that's the case, Betty? I would think so, yeah. I, I would imagine once everything is sorted and the and the sixth of June has passed, then he he will end up getting a contract too. Yeah, well, we can only assume that. Like he had a great start to the season. I know he hasn't been his uh, his self, I suppose, since Christmas or so. Um, but you know, he's he's still a very young man. I still have great hopes for him, and and I do believe that they will tie him down. Yeah, and, and to be honest with you, look, I think, I think regardless of whatever happens this year or whatever way the rest of the season goes, the nucleus of the squad has been built. Um, the the leaders within the squad are are putting their hands up, even in defeat, even in draws, even in this this probably bit more turbulent second half of the season. The leaders in the squad are putting their hands up, and that bodes well for Dean Smith going forward, and bodes bodes well for the club because if you add more leaders in on top of leaders, that's not a bad thing. Never mm-hmm. has been in the history of sport, never has been. So um, I'm liking it, I'm loving it. Ezri Kanza, just a, like I I even forgot he was on that with that um under 20s world championship winning team i forgot he was on that uh three years ago was it two three years ago um but uh look he's going to he's going to go down as as one of the best defenders in the league this year we've tied him down to a contract there were teams sniffing around him as you know as 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 was uh was muted now we've got him tied down if they want to if they want to take him from us they better fork the big books you yeah, know, and we're looking I'm, at I'm Harry Maguire money. I'm going to make a, a fairly big prediction here now, <laughs> today. I, I predict that in years to come, when we look back on this guy, because there's so much potential, I think we'll be naming him in the ranks of, of Paul McGrath. I think I think he has the potential to be as good and a, as big a legend for us as Paul McGrath. He, he's very like him in so many ways, and I, I can only just wish him well because he's such a likable guy. Um, you know, everything about him just screams that he's he's a, an ideal man to have in your team. He's he's ca- he's capable of coming up with a goal every now and again. You know, it's very hard to dribble by him. He's just rock solid. He really is rock solid. And mm. you know, there's 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 no doubt that he's going to have a huge part in our, in our future. Absolutely, yeah. Um, look, we won't put the pressure of uh, of of him being being like God on him. The next but God. If he- if he does turn out to be like God, well, absolutely. Look, that's uh, we'll have paid pittance for him in the greater scheme of things. I just remembered I forgot to turn on our names for those of you who don't know who we are. Um, <laughs> so I need to get a producer. <laughs> but uh, there's a few people there watching. I just want to say thanks to the, to, there's actually a good few people watching. Sam, John, thank you very much. Uh, keep up the work, lads. Stumbled upon your pod a few, a few weeks back, and I'm hooked. Uh, thanks very much, Sam. Uh, for that very very kind words also kj says up the villa thanks a million for watching kj really really appreciate it mark kelly's here he says evening gents it is a good evening i'm just drinking some some guinness clear 
Uh, I'm drinking Guinness with no head. Drinking Guinness with no head. For, for anybody who doesn't know what Guinness Clear is, just type it into YouTube and you'll see Brian O'Driscoll and Lawrence Delayo. It was a, it was a great, um, it was a great advertising campaign for, uh, for being a designated driver. Um, and it's basically water in a Guinness glass. That's what it is. But it's uh, there's some funny ads on it there as well. And Dean as well. Dean was a, was a fountain of knowledge, um, sending us in information. I think it was about Mark Draper. Uh, the last time we did a we did a podcast, Dean's back again. Great to see you and happy Easter to you as well, Dean. Uh, thank you so much for uh, for for listening to the podcast as well. Um, as Sam has just said there, the concept is a young constable professional. He obviously needs so learned so much from from his mistakes last season. The only way is up. That's actually that that is probably the best thing that he's done. It's not been the fact he hasn't been dribbled past this year, that he's the top top defender outside of the mm. top six, uh, six squad or anything like that. But what it is is the the quickness of learning and the I suppose the clarity of thought that he now has in such a young body. He's only just gone 23 from what I remember as well. You know, so, um, and, and it was interesting, Paddy, when you said that he he has that trajectory about him to be that, that be a Paul McGrath type, um, of defender, um, whether he's revered in the same way, I think that's. I think we would say that more so about him than Mings because of the fact that he's mm. 23 and he could have 10 years uh, of of the Villa, okay. whereas yeah. you know, Mings Mings might have another five in him, and that's cool too. Mings could could win us if we Mings if we win two league cups because of Mings uh, <laughs> because of Mings' brilliant defense, that's fantastic as well. And uh, this isn't uh, pitting the two against the other. No, I and suppose I, it's really just the I, longevity. I suggesting that either, I just, yeah. I just believe that there's a lot of similarities. You know, he's he's a very quiet guy. He's a very humble guy. He, uh, he you can see him almost blushing like Paul McGrath used to when he was getting uh, mm. his plaudits. So yeah, you know, long may it continue that he's pulling out performances like he is. I think he's still only been dribbled past once this season. So mm. you know, that that's some statistic with ten games to go. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and one of those ten games, Paddy, is going to be against Fulham on this Sunday. Uh, we do play for them, and um, you know it's been been quite up until I suppose today it was quite uh, for oh I'm frozen there with a very awful looking face of me, um, but it was a very very <laughs> quiet international break uh, for Aston Villa. You know we didn't have a ton of people that were away. John McGinn, of course, turned into Lionel Messi. When he put on the, the the Scottish shirt, which is great to see, scoring two <laughs> goals, um, fantastic for him, um, and uh, three goals. The under three goals, yeah, you're right, three goals it was. Mm-hmm. Um, the under or the the Patrick Collins, the under twenty threes played in the in the Premier League two today, and Ken Hayden Kessler again came up with goods with two more goals, which was great to see from him. Um, yeah. But we did have some news in that where Wesley was taken off with a precaution. I know there was a lot of stuff going around on the internet about him after redoing his knee again. I think that's unfair to say at this moment in time. Um, taken off for precautionary reasons. Here in this podcast, we're not going to speculate as to what happened. We're going to wait yeah. and find out from the club themselves. Well, he, he, only, he, only played 45, he played 45 minutes at probably a lesser pace game during lockdown. You know, as somebody who's come back from a long injury myself, I know mm. there's, there's, it takes a bit of time to, for, the, for the adjustment of, of all that turning and twisting. You know, it is going to seize up from time to time and it will take time for it to, to, to even out for him. But uh, I'm sure it's fine. The club said it was a precaution, so it, I'm not particularly worried about it. Good, I would yeah. like to see him. I would like to see him back this season. I would like to see him get some game time. So please, God, it won't be uh, 
it won't be too long before we see him again. Yeah, I, just, I suppose. Sorry, go ahead. Yeah, I could have. Yeah, just on the, on the under 23s, I, I, I'd kind of written them off a few weeks ago. They're, they're only one point off the playoff there now. I think, it, I think it's mm-hmm. important. Well, I would really like them to get up into the first division uh, or the Premier Division or whatever it's called. But, but, you know, they're in the second tier at the moment. I think it, I think it'd be good for our fringe players if we could get up and play at that higher level and really test them. For those that don't go out on loan next season, I think it'd be important to play at that level and we'll keep them keep them up to a similar match speed. Well, obviously, it would be a step up to the Premier League, but it, it will be a higher pace game and it will adjust them better to, to Premier League. Uh, appearance. If they do get some Premier League appearances, they should be well able to... Uh, to compete, but there's there's some there's some brilliant players in there. You know, the, the, the mm-hmm. Kane Hayden Kessler is just really exciting in us. Um, you Play know, himself from McGinn up front against against Fulham. That's what I say. They can't <laughs> stop scoring goals all of a sudden. It's great. Yeah, uh, young young Ramsey's playing very well. Louis Barry got another goal mm-hmm. today. It was just great to see. You know, it was a penalty, but still, he's on. He's off the mark. Um, I, I, I didn't see any of the game today, which is unfortunate because I've seen the last few games and they've been a bit mediocre and defended poorly. So it was refreshing to see that they won 4 0 today. Yeah, it's uh, and 4 0 against a decent Wolves team as well. Mm. You know, yeah. well, like, you know, Wolves Wolves have, have been competitive uh, for a couple of years in that league as well. So it's 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 good to see. It's always good to get one over on our neighbours. As you as we always say in this podcast, it's not a derby. They may be our neighbours, but it's not a derby. Uh, <laughs> that's the way we're going to put it. That's the diplomatic way we're going to put it. But uh, this, in the senior ranks, we are playing a team that certainly can never be called our neighbours. And probably, even though they did beat us in that playoff, uh, that playoff final, I don't think you could ever really label them as a ra- as a rival of ours either in 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 Fulham. Um, resurgent, I think, is probably the best way to describe Fulham at the moment. Uh, you know, from the where they where they were when we played them at the start of the season. And uh, number one, we want to have Con- Connor Horan uh, in there uh, putting yeah. the strings like we did against uh, against them at the start of the season. That was actually the one and only time the two of us have ever seen each other in real life. In 3D, um, that's the only ever time we've ever seen each other. Would you believe? Because we started this, we started really uh, properly, kind of um, together on the podcast. The podcast started in August 2019, and then Paddy uh, properly came on board in February 2020. And then, of course, the world couldn't cope with how good the podcast was. Isn't that what it is? (laughs) Yeah. It's all yeah. our fault. Sorry, lads. Um, but uh, yeah, so we got to see each other because there was a, uh, there was a, our lockdown was um, curtailed uh, for a period of time then, uh, just at the start of the season. It was great. But um, yeah, we won, uh, we won comfortably and handily that day against the team that were playing a completely different system with a completely level of, uh, a completely different level of football that we have, mm. uh, that we've seen them play as well. So it's going to be an interesting game this Sunday. I will start with Fulham, Paddy. Any yep. players in the Fulham team that, that kind of really stand out for you that have, have really taken the mantle and, and, and kind of driven that team onwards? Well, I, I think um, uh, Luckman and Bobby Reid, they can... Mm. The Cordoba Reed giving us full uh, title. Um, mm-hmm. I really like them. Uh, you know, they're, they're, they've great attacking um, presence down the wing. Um, I, I'm looking forward. I haven't seen him yet. Is uh, Josh Maja, who many people would know for his fame on uh, Sunderland till I die. 
um, he was subject to a big transfer move. And I, I've been kind of keeping an eye out for him. And then he, he appeared in the January transfer window. And, you know, he, he looked like a really good player on the, with, with Sunderland. I know it was a big step up, but uh, they have him on loan. And, and, you know, he hasn't set the world alight just yet. But he, he he's a kind of fox-in-the-box kind of player. So we, we need to be defending a bit higher to keep him out of the goals. Mm. Yeah, he nice little player. Uh, went off to Bordeaux, if I'm not mistaken, and has, has moved from Bordeaux back into the into the Premier League again, or back into English football, I suppose, so to say. Um, very, very mobile player as well up there uh, alongside Mitrovic, and I think that gives them something up there. Um, Deckard yeah. Overeed has probably they they did play a three at the back. They were playing kind of almost a four. Uh, I was sorry, a 3 4 3 kind of at the start of the season, mm. and now they've kind of reverted back to more or less a flat 4 4 2, which yeah. uh, I, I like Scott Parker as a, as, as a manager. I like, I always liked him as a player, and um, mm. I just thought there was never any shite about him, if you know what I mean. I think he's he's just <laughs> he, he comes across as a guy who loves football, yeah, yeah, he might rub people up the wrong way because he's maybe a bit serious. Um, but I, I never, I, I can never say a bad word about him. I would have loved him to play for Aston Villa for a lot of his career as mm. well, because he was just, uh, he was just a flaking player when he got when he got in there. He's just honest player. But yeah. um, he's he's transitioned him into a flat four four two and, and Mitrovic and with Mitrovic and, and Maja up front. Um, and and, and yeah, it would actually be very interesting to see because he has been playing uh, Cavaliero. Is that his name? The yes, yeah, as the other striker, Mitrovic hasn't really got a look in this season, and. He's a player that's hurt us in the past, um, even just with his hold-up play and bringing, bringing other guys into it. And he, I think he scored a couple against us in one game when we were in the championship. Um, so I, for one, don't want to see him on, on Sunday. Um, there's also players there, like Loftus-Cheek is around, mm-hmm. um, Anthony Robinson, who seems to offer a lot uh, going forward. I know his crossing doesn't seem to be too great, but... You know, he, he, he adds that extra attacking option if, if he is playing. Um, you know, it's the, the I, if I, if I was betting on it, I, I'm going to bet that the Fulham get out of the, where they are. They're looking mm-hmm. really, they're looking really strong. They seem to be coming together at the right time. And I'd be really worried if I was a Newcastle fan. That's a fair point. Uh, absolutely fair point. And before I suppose we look at that right there, uh, their plight to get out of the league, which hopefully will start after this Sunday, because I think we would oh, all yeah. love we would yeah. all love a win uh, for Aston Villa at the moment. Um, I also think that there's going to be a very interesting player that will be playing for them. That I think that um, regardless of whether Fulham do stay up or not, I think we, we should should interest Aston Villa in the in the coming transfer window, and that's um, Anguissa. Agrisa, the defensive midfielder, a Cameroonian player, and he's come in there. He has really been, you know, he, he's been at Fulham for the last almost, I think it's just three years, just just over three years. And um, he has been a real rock for them, in fairness. I think he went out on loan last year. Um, but he's just, he's a big boy, he's six foot a defensive midfielder in there. He's only 25 and uh, he seems to have found his feet in the Premier League this year, and is is, is kind of making them tick, so to say, uh, in, in in that position, um, a nice kind of destroyer type in there. And I think that, look, if we do have our captain Jack back, I think there's going to be a lot of eyes on whether Anguissa is going to be covering over on that side of the field, which I would imagine he would, because when you look at their two wingers, 
they ain't going to get too much of too, they aren't going to get that much defensive help from Decorador yeah. Marida or from Adam Adam Luckman. And uh, if you're Kenny Tete over there on the right hand side, who Jack Grealish absolutely tore apart. He, Tete looked good, but he just couldn't. He couldn't stay anywhere near mm. Jack Grealish in that game. Um, it's going to be an interesting one because their two centre halves as well are okay. I'm going to say they're okay. Yeah. They're they're not brilliant. And I think if I remember rightly, and I won't correction on this, the Tete played as a did he play as a kind of a left center or right right center back in a back three against us the first day? hundred percent open to correction there, just for I think memory. you could be right there, yeah. Yeah. And I and I think that's where we where we kind of caught the breaks against Fulham as well. But uh it's gonna be I, I I'm looking forward to this game. I really am. And and uh I think that we we have, look, it seems silly to say that we have a good chance against the team in 18th because we need to have a good chance against this yeah. team because our run-in is pretty tough. So yeah. we need to be beating Fulham at the weekend to make sure well, that we're... Like, we, we, I think of, of our 10 games, there's there's three games that we really should win, and this is one of them. Um, yeah. The rest, they're, they're, the other seven are going to be really tough games from what I can see. Um, we've got to play Everton twice. Like, there's, there's some really... Like we, we 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 don't know what it's like to play Everton. We haven't played them yet, and it's it's the end of March, which is or it's April now. Jesus, mm. nuts! So um, we we have got a tough enough run in. So th- those three games that we earmarked, I think, on the last podcast, are the ones that we we need to be getting three points from. And I fully expect us to get three points, but there'll be a hard fought three points on Sunday. Yeah, I absolutely agree. Um. Before we go and look at the how Aston Villa are going to set up, first of all, if you are watching this on YouTube, absolutely really appreciate it if you subscribe to us on YouTube. Also, if you're listening to the podcast version of this, we still we absolutely love you listening to the podcast version as well. <laughs> Our faces aren't made for YouTube. This is just an easier <laughs> thing for us to do today. So if you are listening to the podcast version, or even if you want to help us out in both ways, please subscribe to the podcast version as well. It just it costs nothing to do. It's very handy. It helps us uh, helps us out in the long run. So we would really, really appreciate that. A couple of uh, comments for the guys there that are, are coming in. Patrick has said it would be good to see begin pushed up a little further forward for Aston Villa. I think that might be something we might be talking about when it comes to team selection. Yeah. Uh, Dean has said that there's talks of a new contract for Heaton. Uh, the steer play, playing goal today. Uh, he loves him. And yeah, get Super John higher up the field. Showed us what we were missing from him playing so deep. That is an interesting one with a new contract from Heaton. Um, I think Tom Heaton is probably of the opinion that, you know, this isn't a bad place for him to be. Um, even behind Emmy Martin is. Mm-hmm. Maybe it could just be a contract to kind of increase his value because it's always good to have a good second goalkeeper. The days of being a, of being a, a Stuart Taylor or a, um, a Richard Wright uh, as being a backup goalkeeper and casting nothing are kind of yeah. gone. All the big teams have decent backup goalkeepers and uh, they're they're the most important. It's the most important position on the on the field when you need one. So I'm yeah. all for signing and heating up to a new contract as well if needs be. Absolutely. Um, Mitro, uh, Sam said that Mitrovic has been found out by VAR, which is a very good point as well. His particular brand of shithousery is hard to enact under close scrutiny. <laughs> as long as Mings can keep his head, I'd rather him than any other. Absolutely, you know, and, and that's that's a fair point as well because Mitrovic is Mitrovic is Bavril, you know, or he's uh, he's Marmite. Marmite, uh, yeah, yeah, he's he's great uh, when he's on your team. And you hate him when he's not, you know. So um, so that is a good point. And thanks very much, Shane, for tuning in as well. He says, good job, guys. And thank you very much for uh, for, for joining us today. 
So let's take a look at Aston Villa's team. I had, uh, oh, I'm not going to be able to share it. I'm so sorry. So we're just going to go down through it here. I had this very, very fancy um, team picker thing that I was going to show up, but apologies. It seems to have crashed in me just now. Um, we'll have it for the next game. Technical, it's just technical difficulties after technical difficulties <laughs> today. So apologies about that. So, Paddy, we've had two weeks to think about how the hell do we want this team to, to line out. Looks like we're going to have a clean bill of health, um, bar save for Wesley, who is, as we mentioned, uh, making his way back to fitness, taking yeah. off for precautionary reasons, and Courtney House, who hasn't got out in the field. But we have, it looks like all the horses are ready to run. Yeah. And I, Call I, it. Um, I, I, I didn't envisage Wesley would, would have anything to do with Sunday being playing today. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. he's going to need some recovery time. Um, there's, th there's two ways of looking at this. We spoke before the last podcast about playing Nakamba and Luis behind McGinn. I think that's the elephant in the room now after watching. I watched both um, Scotland's qualifiers um, over the last week. And it, while, you know, they, 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 they were playing relative minnows the other night when he scored the two goals, it's still international football. We've seen some ridiculous results in the last few weeks so anything is possible but he took his goals well grey header the other night overhead kick last week against a decent opposition in Austria and the one thing that impressed me about him was and I think I spoke to you I don't think you, you were watching England were you and I was watching Scotland I can't remember and I messaged you and said the positioning that John McGinn is getting into when 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 they have the ball was incredible he was always an option to pick out on the edge of the box I think you know if it, you know we've tried Barkley there, he he probably will go with same same again. That's just my opinion. But I would love to see him again get a chance in that more advanced position to show us what he can do and to see if there you know if if we see the Everveson John McGinn doing that because it, it when you have him there, he has such energy that when we lose the ball, he will do the work back and get it and, and put in a tackle mm -hmm. as well. So that's probably what you don't get from Ross Barkley that you will get from John McGinn. So it's just an added extra that I can see. And, you know, he's, he's great chemistry with Jack Grealish. They're really, really good mates. William Hill did a great video, actually, during the week. If you get a chance, have a look at their Twitter. It's very funny. Um, with, with Jack and John McGinn. And the, the two of them are just, they're, they're like, a, it's like a big bromance between the two of them. So I, 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 that's genuinely how I'd like to see us. Like, there's, it's here and there what's going to happen on the wing if Jack starts, if he comes on as a sub, that changes Jack's everything. Starting. I think Jack is starting, yeah. I think we'll see Jack on the left, Bertie on the right, and Ollie Watkins through the middle. Um, The back five, including the goalkeeper, picks itself. Um, But I'd, I'd love to see Nakamba and Luis, which we haven't seen at all, put them in there, shore up that midfield, um, and, and let the, the front... Four, yeah, <laughs> you know, go at it, and you know, it's it'll it would be very interesting to see, but you know, knowing Dean Smith the way we are, I think it will be fairly similar to what we're used to. It'll be McGinn in front of Louise, and then a another through the middle. Um, yes, I woke up this morning with the exact same mindset as you. 
dude. Uh, I think that we'll have McGinn in front of Louise A another, whether it be Barkley, whether it be uh, this this is this is a pr- a plum game, I think, for him to, to bring in Jacob Ramsey. Um let's let's we forget um Morgan Sanson because Sanson has, has carried some favor with Dean Smith recently as well, which is fantastic. And it's to be it's it, it's to be expected that he would be eased into this game. You know, he's even said it himself that the game is a bit faster at this league yeah. than he was expecting it to be. But he's looked really good. Like, let's not forget that. He's looked really good for 20 minutes at the end of a game. He is a super, super person to have to bring in uh, at the moment, provided that we are not chasing a game, because as we know, this team isn't built to chase games. It's it's almost yeah. irrefutable fact, I think, at this stage. We haven't chased mm. a game yet this year. So um, I don't expect us to start doing it now. Yeah. Um, well, I think I, we've, only, we've only come behind from behind once all season. Is that correct? I can't even think of who that was against. I think it was around Christmas time. I think just before Christmas. I could be wrong. Um, but yeah, you're right. We're not we're not built for for coming from behind, and and that that's a job for the summer. I think um, there'll be a lot of work done on that in preseason, and depending on who comes in, there'll be hopefully a few changes personnel yeah um it's i think barkley gets a start i think barkley gets a start and i think i think he he probably will and 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 you know it's between himself and sanson in that position like i've given you what i would do because i think mcginn deserves it on his on his international uh exploits i think i would imagine he's been in uh dean smith's office either today or yesterday going come on gaffer give me a chance to do this the good point there as well as Paddy is that he's been with the club. He's or sorry, he's been with the team for the last two weeks. So game planning with him in there is like this is this is what he needed. He needed two weeks of solid work with Dean Smith and yeah. with the squad to get in there without games coming thick and fast because we were playing a lot of games. Yes, we went on a run where we had only like one game a week, but we were playing Wednesday nights that we couldn't win. We were playing Sunday nights that we could win. Now we've had two weeks to sit down and regroup. We should, and I know the Fulham have had a lot of time to to sit in the long grass as well. We really should have been two weeks game planning for this. We have the horses to go out and blow Fulham away and have yeah. a really good performance. I am expecting the full shebang on Sunday. And you know me, I'm okay with listening to the win and we'll take the three points and we run away. Usually I'm expecting bells and whistles, full on your vision stuff. Is what I'm expecting on uh, on Sunday. I want all the sparkles, all the fireworks, everything, because I think we're capable of it. And I think that I think that it would go a long way to it would go a long way to first of all announcing that Grealish is back in the team and that people should be worried about us again for our running. But also, what it would do is it would go a long way to 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 put us in a good space to to ha- to have a run in, so that we can hit the ground running next year on a positive note with some big victories over the course of um over the course of the 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 run in. As I said before, we go get to the off season. So, start as we mean to continue now in the final, whatever it is, and I'm going to say third of the quarter of the season. Yeah. Yeah, it's amazing to think there's still ten games. You know, I think uh, I share your view there. I think I think this is the capability of being a springboard game for us. I think I think if we go and and put on a show on Sunday, get a good result. Bear in mind that we've got to play Liverpool away and Man City at home next. There's a there's a lot of tough games in there, as we know. We've Man United, we've Everton twice. So this could be the springboard to push us on through through these tough games. Um, to give the players a bit of confidence and you know 
I, I won't accept anything less than three points on Sunday. And I actually don't care if it's a 1 0 and hits off someone's arse in the 90th minute. It, if it's a good performance and we get the three points, that's all that matters. Uh, yeah. Um, I would I would love nothing more than to see November to see October Ross Barkley come out. Much gnaw as a thumping as we've yeah. given him, you know, but I would love nothing more than November Ross Barkley to come out and uh November Jack Grealish to come out and for um Villa to, to be 2 0 up at halftime, bring on El Ghazi and he pulled he, he scores two penalties in the last minute. So if we have <laughs> if we have uh September, October, November Jack Grealish, we have October uh <laughs> Barkley and we have December El Ghazi, I tell you something, mm. it'll be a fun game to watch. And I think we can do look, we're we're we are it's okay to be a streaky team the way after what happened last year. I just want to see us maybe put something together and show more of an identity uh, in, in, in attack uh, for the last eight games, the last 10 games of the season. That's really what, what I'm, mm. that's my wish more so than anything else. But um, I would be happy with a one nil win. I don't expect us to go out and blow the doors. Like I, I know I, I said that we could go out and have fireworks in this game, but you know, I want a good performance. If we play like Burnley at home and have 27 shots and win 1-0, I'd be absolutely delighted. I just want to see coherency. I want to see game plan. I want to see players playing with smiles in their faces. And I want to see things go right for the team in the transitions through the through the different lines of the field. If we only score one goal, so be it. But as long as it's the one goal that wins the game for us, that's uh, that that's what I would like. Yeah. So I, I share yeah. your um I, I, I share your your uh your same sentiment in that as well. Couple of uh, things that the lads were saying there um, in live chat as well is Shane says that he would love us to sign James Ward Prowse in the summer. What do you think, guys? He's a great set piece taker. That's a bit better than Connor and Open play. He would love an opinion. Mm. Um, I, I'll take that one. I, yeah. I, I'm I'm not a big fan of James Ward Prowse as a player. I think he has an exceptional set piece in him. Obviously, we've we've been on the receiving end of it, but I I actually don't think he would offer much more than Connor Horan. That's just my opinion. Um, we 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 will have an option to do to do something with Connor when he comes back in in the summer because he's he's still got another year left in his contract. So, um, for me, I think it might it probably would wouldn't be good money spent there. My view on him is, international. <laughs> uh, but yeah, well, well, my view on him there is um, he's done really nothing since our game and. I think we maybe I'm not going to say that we've broken him or anything like that, but like they played him at right back against us the last day. You could say that that's that's versatility. Um, mm. I think he's a man. I think I, I think he's a man without a without a true true position. Um, if he did come into our team, I don't think he would be able to hold down that central midfield position. Do you play him wide right? I guess. I guess you could try him out wide right. Mm. Um, he's an interesting player. I'm gonna. I'm but I'm gonna come down the side of. I really haven't seen a whole pile of him to be able to say for certain, uh, bar the, the wonderful free kicks that he's had, to say for certain. Uh, then I suppose when you look at the body side of things and with Financial Fair Play, if you guys haven't seen the video we did on Financial Fair Play, with it, it being relaxed um, to some degree, which hasn't been announced yet, it's not going to be abolished, but it's going to be relaxed to some sort of a degree. It would be interesting to see there, like you're going to want to have to shift 50 million in, in, mm. into, into, you know, into a wheelbarrow for him because they're not going to let him go on the cheap. No. Um, because I, think, just... I think he'd be way overpriced for, for what we're trying to do. Yeah. Um, you know, any, any time I've watched Southampton and he appears on the ball, you're nearly going, oh, I forgot he was playing. 
he just doesn't get on the ball enough for me. Mm. Um, I'm, sh- I'm sure not everybody will agree with that sentiment. But, you know, I had this conversation recently with a, with a friend of mine who, funnily enough, is a Southampton fan. And he agreed with me, you know, that, that Conor Horahan offers just as much. So um, I think Shane just put that question there because he knew I had already loaded. <laughs> You're loaded for uh, for Conor Horahan. We, we are a pro Conor podcast <laughs> here. Um, Dean has said that, Mar- yes, going back to when we were mentioning about our setup, Marvis is the one to run, to jockey and to pass simple. He can do that next to Dougie. McGinn plays the balls over the top, but Dougie can do that Uh McGinn's goals in the championship were so good, such as Hillsborough away, Man United away as well. Um, we need a 97-98 John Gregory end of season finish, which is possible, and we've played better against the top teams. That's a very good point as well. You know, we have obviously played better against the top teams so far. If we yeah. can draw our way out, if we can draw our way out of this season with some really good draws and good defensive performances and stifle some very good attacking teams. But then, yeah, that's they're they're the they're the type of kind of 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 uh, performances I think that, that Dean Smith would be looking for. Absolutely, um, McGinn is a throwback. He needs to play like a pre two thousands Keen uh, Robson Platt Taylor midfielder would. Uh, we get for, get forward, get back, let the work rate make up for the freedom from the positional discipline, and that's a really interesting piece, Rich. I actually like that as well because when Paddy, when you were saying that you'd like to see Marvelous Nakamba and Douglas Louise in, in the middle of midfield with McGinn up front, McGinn isn't going to be able to stop himself from here and back. You know, yeah. um, he's not going to be able to stop himself. He actually even referred to himself as to his role within the team as um with his role within the team as being a more of a marathon runner. Uh, in that William Hill interview he did with Jack Grealish, he said mm. that Jack Grealish is encouraged to be a sprinter and that, uh, that McGinn is encouraged to be a marathon runner around the field. And that was uh, that was some good insight from him as well. Um, he's a funny man as well. That was a really, really good good piece. But you're, you're right. Uh, I think you're right there is Rich. Rich. Um, he is a bit, bit like an Ian Taylor, maybe even more of a David Platt, I think. But we haven't seen him further forward in two two yeah. seasons the last time he was further forward i did i did a, a piece at him on on for the love of as well you'll be able to find it there under the blog section i did a piece on the three different positions that he's played since he's came to the club and we just haven't seen him further forward you know since he's mm-hmm. been here so so that is a good point um shane says the fair enough lads uh thanks for the opinions yeah as i say we I think we would be. I, I would be more for James Ward Prowse. I, I haven't really seen him enough other than the two games we played of him this season, um, and I, I just don't know does he fit into this midfield. Patrick says, uh, "I think biggest issue with Connor is his engine. Good player, but seems to run out of." And that yeah. is absolutely fair, Patrick. And, he and runs I think out it's similar. Ward Prowse is similar. As I said, he goes missing for for too long a period in a game, and you know I think that's Connor's biggest issue too. That his engine doesn't get him beyond an hour. 70 minutes tops, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And you just you just feel like he's gassed. Now, he's still only, he's, what's he, 30 years of age? You know, th- there is a small bit of a window there if he can readjust his game, if he, if he can do some work in the preseason. It, it's it's not for everybody. Not everybody's tank can take it, but we'll, we'll, we'll see during the off-season, no doubt. Yeah. Let's see but if he Depending on how he finishes with Swansea, Swansea could come in with a bid that's too good to refuse. Yeah. If 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 they especially if they go up, so time will tell. The Irish Pirlo, that's what he could be. He could drop back into that beautiful role in between in, in front of the back four and just ping passes around. And all Wouldn't he needs to do, 
grows his hair a small bit longer, <laughs> starts a vineyard in the south of Cork, down in uh, down in, in the south yeah. of Ireland, down there. He, he even looks Italian. Kind of. <laughs> I don't know. Skin, he, yeah. he does look fairly Cork to me, to be honest with you. I think, that's so. it. <laughs> I think he does. that stare that, that stare into into the distance he gives you, you can nearly cut yourself off him so sharp <laughs> at times. Um but yeah, I think I suppose Paddy, I'm gonna hold your feet to the fire here. Give me a prediction. What are you going to call it? What's the what's the game going to be? Um, what's the score going to be to uh, on Sunday? Um, I think after a KG, maybe 55, 60 minutes, we'll score and we'll just hang on with that and it'll be 1-0 and I think it'll be a solid enough performance. They'll keep it tight. They'll deploy Jack to run amok, hopefully. And, uh, you know, I, I'm sure we'll score. Um, I can't, depending on which, uh, wh- wh- whoever he decides to play up top. And plus, you know, there's goals from the wing for them. So there's, there's a lot to there's a lot to consider. But um, I'm going for 1-0 and I'd be happy enough at 1-0 and we'll, we'll get Ollie Watkins off the mark again following his, uh, his goal for England. I've got to go 2-0. Um, and I've absolutely nothing to back it up. Just have a gut feeling. <laughs> 2-0. Like the whole statistical analysis of it goes against me. Uh, Fulham are undefeated. They haven't lost in their last eight away matches. Um, I think there's a statistic as well out there that there have been, I think it's under 1.5 or under 2.5 goals in the la- uh, in eight of the last nine away games the Fulham have played in. And that there's been under 2.5 goals in something like six or seven of the last um, uh, our Aston Villa have scored under 2.5 goals in there are six or seven of their last away games as well, uh, which is, should be an easy one to go back on. I think Villa have, have I think Villa have had two weeks to to focus on this. I think Jack Grealish has been in training for those two weeks. Uh, we've only really been without McGinn in that midfield. Um, trying to think as well. I, don't, I think it's just McGinn and Bertie were the two. Uh, Mings has obviously been on away on international duty. Everybody else has more or less been at home. I think that's a great thing for Aston Villa Football Club and for Dean Smith to be able to mm-hmm. implement his plan. 2 0 win for Aston Villa. I'm going to take that one to the bank with absolutely nothing to back it up other than a mic. <laughs> yeah. Excellent. But it, uh, be, above all else, we need three points. I don't care how we get them. Just get the three points and try and push on for these last 10 games. And we will have surprises. You know, we expect mm. we expect to win the. the we've. We, we earmarked three, didn't we? There was West Brom. Um, was Newcastle in there? We played them twice, yeah. have we? We've played Newcastle twice. Yeah. We've scored in Everton. We've, I think we've Everton to play twice. Everton twice. Um, Man City. Man City, Liverpool. Liverpool. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Chris, Crystal Palace was the other game that, that I'd earmarked for the three points. That w- Those three wins would bring us to 50 points and anything above that was a bonus. Um, because you know we you, you've named all them teams and then we've Spurs and Chelsea last, so th- there's a lot there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of football in there. I think yeah. if we can pick up them three wins, I think we, we we'll definitely pick a scalp there. You might even pick two, and you know I think 56 points and maybe add another draw into it would be fantastic. But I, I think I, I think I'd be happy with 50 points. Uh, once again, I, I think if we were to finish on, I think if it's over 51 or 52 points, I think it would be our fourth highest finish in the last 25 year, 20 years mm-hmm. in the Premier League. Yeah. There we go. 
that's that's where we are, guys. That's exactly where we are. Although four of those those years were out of the Premier League, or three of those years were out of the Premier League as well. Um. Anyway, 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 anyway. Um. Here's to a great game on Sunday. As I try to shed a small bit more light in the situation. And um, here's to a great game on Sunday. Thanks to everybody for everything you do for the podcast. I mean it from the bottom of my heart. Just even listening to us in our rants and our ravings. Um. You know, we don't have all the answers, but we'll try and talk our way, our way around into an opinion somewhere or another. And we thank you guys so much for listening or watching, whichever way you like to consume the podcast. As I say, we would really appreciate it if you if you subscribe to, to any podcast uh, podcast um, uh, providers or anything like that. Just give us a little subscription there and that as well as, say, cost noting. Same on YouTube as well. If you watch us on YouTube, just click the subscribe button. Click the little bell. We're going to be doing a small bit more live stuff. But thanks so much for to everybody for everything that you do uh, for the podcast as it is. You can follow Paddy on at Villa Paddy. You can follow me on at Love McGrath Pod. And all that's really left to say is here's to a great win, hopefully, and Sunday against Fulham. And up the Villa. Up the Villa. Podcast Network.